Welcome to the Ohana Adventure. I'm Rachel. And I'm Jace. We love talking about education. Some call it homeschool. We call it world school. You know what my favorite subject is? Traveling and entrepreneurialism. Of course it is. We are raising our six kids to see the world and find their place in it. Oh, let's get started. All right, you guys, welcome back. I'm Jace. I'm Rachel. And we are going to talk today about why my wife is the coolest person on the planet because Ooh. we are talking about this homeschool. Rach, are you ready to talk about homeschool? <laughs> I think everyone is talking about homeschool right now. Well, this was a controversial subject in our home for a long time until I saw a post by Prince EA and he did a comparison um, of school then versus school now. And what do you mean school then? Was this like 100 years ago? Was it like 50? What are you talking about? 150 years ago, school, at the institution as we know it right now, was created, and it hasn't changed much since. If you take a telephone that used to be connected by wires to a wall that you had to hand crank to get enough electrical signal to actually carry your voice through those wires to its destination, that was created at the same time. If you look at a cell phone now versus a hand crank then, School then and school now are the same. What? They do not look any different traditionally. So here's how we're going to start this. I think, what, what's the title of today's conversation, Mom? We're going to be chatting about how to transition to homeschool. So how to go from crank dialing a phone with a rotary, pick up the handpiece, put it to your ear, your mouth is talking to the wall versus a cell phone. So first thing that I want to talk about and have you talk about is when you transition, everybody, me included back in the day, you included, we thought we had to use the traditional school style, but just do it at home. Let's buy desks, let's buy lockers, let's stick the kids in a room and they have to go in there for a certain amount of time. No, 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 no. <laughs> no. Uh, you're absolutely right. Like when we started, it was years ago. And the reason why we first started homeschool is. We had this perfect little child, right? Your first child, you do everything with them for school. You teach them all of these things. And she was like almost reading. I send her into kindergarten and she came out not much better. And I was like stunned. I said, I gave you this like perfect student into public school. And what happened? Nothing really increased. She didn't gain much. That wasn't a biased opinion. <laughs> well, <laughs> at that point we decided, okay, I think I can school the kids better. Um, and just kind of teach them and so they can progress at their own speed. And she wanted to go fast. Like she was ready to read. She was ready to learn. She was so enthusiastic. So we decided to do it at home, but we did it the wrong way. It was very, very public school <laughs> style. And I fell on got a chalkboard, guys. It was amazing. But it then, looked really cool. When it came to the parts that you weren't proficient in and you weren't able to explain it in a way that she could learn, that's when you started to get frustrated, right, with math. I remember specifically oh it was coins. She had a hard time with coins, and you got a little frustrated, but you two got through it, and it was awesome. But then it came to reading time. Oh. Do you remember this? Oh, my gosh. I specifically remember you with a clock, and I thought you were going to throw it. <laughs> it, was, it was amazing. I am not that teacher, honey. You're not. You didn't throw it. I thought you were going to because <laughs> I am that teacher. <laughs> You're absolutely right. It was, you know, I was teaching her how I thought she should be taught in the public school. Now, I was not trained. I did not go to school to be a teacher. 
But teaching the younger grades were easy. And it, and it was like fun for me. I loved the arts and crafts. I loved the bright colors. I loved to do all of that um, image of public schooling. But I was truly trying to think, how would a teacher in public school do this at home? And it wasn't working. It just wasn't working. It wasn't working for her. It wasn't working for me. There was a lot of like Clay and I were butting heads. Meet with this first grader. She is like basically overcoming so much. Like she, like she was just, it was crazy how we just weren't understanding each other. So not understanding each other so much that I then swoop in the big bad wolf and I come in, I say, okay, we now have five kids. You're trying to homeschool. This is insanity. Kids are going into, re, into normal school, into public school. Yeah. We, and, we ended up doing hard. homeschool for a couple of years and I would, get, I would get so frustrated because I was doing what you should not do. I was trying to public school at home. I was trying to be that teacher with a chalkboard and teach them all. And it was taking the entire day, like till 5 or 6 p.m. And because every kid was on a different level, honestly, I was doing it all wrong. So they go back to school. We go years and years and years. I felt like a failure, guys. I'm just going to tell you right now. I thought I could do it. And I felt like a failure because we had to put them back in public school. But dun, it, was, dun, dun. it was because we moved and we changed all these things. But then now we're living in northern Utah, up in the mountains. Our kids are in school. I see this presentation on the schooling hasn't changed. This hasn't changed. That hasn't changed. And I start thinking, oh, my gosh, I think we could do so much better because we had a few kids that were excelling, that were doing incredibly off and, the charts. And they were wait, literally they showed me charts and our kids little dots were in green way to the right and like yeah they are literally off the chart and I was like wow that's actually a real thing but then a few of our kids were in the red way to the left and the teacher said I just I don't know how to connect with them I don't have time well they were not wanting to go to school some of these kids like would ask me mom do I have to go to school today and years ago I think every kid well I never said that because all I would do is pretend I went to school bye mom and then I would go to the woods and hang out and like throw rocks. You're right. And- <laughs> well, we tried to like figure out what this child didn't, why they didn't want to go to school. And we were going through like, is it a bullying thing? Is it, you know, like, are you having a hard time? Is somebody not talking to you? What's going on? And it was truly, they didn't want to answer questions in class. So it was definitely the learning aspect they were not getting at school. Right. So then we start talking ends up we tried to buy a bigger house we could film in it we could do all our stuff in it because our house really was we were bursting at the seams in this little house with eight humans in it nine at the time and so we're looking for a new house it ends up that it's out of the school district and now we think oh my goodness this is the perfect time to pull them out and we hadn't thought about it until then no 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 no. i'm just gonna stop right there because i was praying praying that jace would come around to let me homeschool the kids again. (laughs) I love it. I actually really, really love it. Like it fills something inside of my soul. I love being with the kids. I love reading books with them. I love learning and helping them learn. And I really wanted to do it, but we had so many bad memories, I guess, when I was trying to do it in Hawaii and just like butting heads and not connecting and it wasn't working. I, I was afraid to do it. But then we had some friends that had a new system and I was, I had an aha moment. That's the first time the no public schooling at home thing came up. Right? That's right. I had an aha moment that I was like, I'm doing it wrong. I was trying to imitate. And that was honestly like transitioning into homeschool. This is number one. This is our point. Number one, 
do not public school at home. Don't try to be your kindergarten teacher that you love from years ago. Don't Definitely try to be don't like be your calculus the third, teacher. The third grade teacher. Yeah, don't be a calculus teacher or chemistry. Oh my gosh, don't do chemistry. But like, I mean, you can teach those things. Anyone can. But don't try to be those public school teachers at home. You need to be you. And here's coming in, in a minute. We're going to talk about why you need to be you because you're not going to be the one teaching them. You are going to be the one holding them accountable, but they will end up teaching themselves. This is the big trick. So let's go. Is that where you want to go with this one right now, mom? Let's do it. Okay. So tip number two. So number one is you be you. Number two is help them be them. That's right. So we sat down. We had honestly months of discussion as I was so excited to do this. And Jace is a little weary. He saw that video, but he was like, you know what? This is right. We need to homeschool. But I think he was a little weary about how I did it or how we did it together. And I, I want to look up the definition of weary. I think the word is leery. Leery. But Stop weary, it. Stop I, correcting my English. I, I now look Does at myself. Does that make me a bad homeschool teacher? <laughs> no. I am now... <laughs> I am now weary. I don't know what weary actually okay, is. Okay, stop, stop. But We're I'm going to put it on a sticker we and stick it on our on. website. I'm a little bit weary. Okay. I think that means tired. Jace, stop it. Okay. Word number two is be, let them be them. We want the kids to be individually whoever they want to be. And this takes a lot of like family talk and family planning. Um, you might need to say inspire them a little bit, especially if you're transitioning and your kid's like a little bit older, maybe they're in high school, they've had a lot of public schools, so they're going to want you to teach them just like they've been taught. But this is where they need to teach themselves. And it might seem like really crazy, especially if young kids, because you will be doing a lot of hands-on for the younger ones, but for the older ones, not so much. If you can teach them to self-start, that will be everything. Because what that ends up doing is in every job, in every business, in everything that they do, if they know how to start, this is one of the things that we have talked about more than anything. And that's what we try to teach our kids is we will give them a subject and we're going to go into all this, but then they are motivated. They are passionate enough that they want to do it. We had Shay with this last project. He was so pumped up. He was so excited about it that we didn't see the kid for days. Oh, for weeks. Because he Four was weeks. always knows in books, knows at the library, knows in the Thrilled. laptop. Yeah. Calling some of my old mission companions, um, mission meaning an LDS service mission that I did over in France. I lived with a bunch of different Swiss guys and he would call these guys, ask them stories, ask them for history, any tips and tricks on Switzerland because this is one of the subjects he chose. All right, so what Jace is talking about is to inspire, not require. So at this point where you want your kids to figure out what they love, what their passions, what their passions are, is to inspire them. So I read a couple really good quotes. I quote some of our founding fathers and how they've learned. I actually really, really enjoy to um, having, a, having a good talk about inspiring, inspiring them to what they could be and what they want to be. We sit them down, we have that talk, and we ask, what do you want to learn? So like Jace mentioned, Shay was obsessed with Switzerland. And yes, he's got to do Still his is. English, Even he's got to do his math, but he wanted to learn everything about Switzerland. Now, if you do some of the homeschooling techniques right, a lot of that um, reading, writing, arithmetic actually can be put into what they're learning about. Evie wants to be a marine biologist because she wants to train dolphins, and she knows she has to have a really good science and math because that's where she's headed. That's her career that she really wants to do. And so when we figured out what she wants to do, 
and we interviewed a marine biologist that that actually trains dolphins and said you have to have be good at math well, and science. Wait a second, because she chose this as her subject, where did she go on a field trip? Oh, we took them to Florida to actually speak to a dolphin trainer. And this is what sparked that fire. Now, not everyone might be able to do this, but there is always a mentor local that you could find. But this is what sparked her fire. And re she realized, because she did not like math before, but she realized she needed to be good in math to get better to be this dolphin trainer. And now, boom, I have no fight. She does math, no problem. She gets through it. She knows she's got to be good at it. And because the end game of being this dolphin trainer is what she really wants, she can go through the basics, no problem. You know what? They might not be able to travel all the way to Discovery Cove to go and interview a dolphin trainer, but could the parent not pick up a phone and call them and say, my daughter's looking to do this and this for a school project. These places love school projects, and she would love to just interview one of your dolphin trainers for a few minutes. Right? Absolutely. You can absolutely, absolutely. do that. Absolutely. Honestly, we're going to have a podcast coming up with a lot more of these homeschool topics, and we'll talk about how to do that and how to get going that way. Or you can check it out on theohanaventure.com. But that is something that you can do. You can locally go to like an aquarium in your state and talk to those people there. You could find, you know, if, you're, if your school, if your kid wants to be some sports enthusiast, you can find someone local to talk to or call them up. Honestly, so many people right now, they're doing these things because with COVID actually, they're willing to do these interviews, these talks, um, because if you're going to share that your child talked to them, they want that publicity as well. It's a really good push. All right. So we've talked about number two, inspire, not require. I think inspire, not requires number three. Oh, I jumped ahead, guys. I'm sorry. No, no. That that's was really great. exciting. That's great. So now they're not in public school at their house. The kids know that they get to be them. They need to figure out what they want to do. That's right. Now, what you are their goals and passions? Yeah, are inspiring them to move forward instead of requiring them to move forward. So now, and that's still a little bit more on this. It's it will take a little bit, but you will have to find ways to inspire them because everybody and the way systems are made right now is they use sticks and not carrots. You need to learn how to use a carrot. Dangle the carrot to get it done instead of run behind them with a stick to make sure it's done. You're right. Honestly, um, this is something that I think a lot of all people that transition to homeschool might go through. We went through this where we were like, well, you can't go play with your friends till your work's done. That's the stick, right? That's the, say, consequence versus a motivation. Now, the motivation is finding some subjects that really inspire them, really get them enthusiastic. But sometimes if you're in the middle of the thick and they're not inspired yet, do something physical. I like to take the kids outside. We do. Oh, I thought you were talking about the stick still. No, no. Do something like <laughs> outward and enthusiastic, like go jump on the trampoline, play some games with the kids. Oh, like Watch recess. a few. Yeah, like recess. Watch a few movies. I know that like if my child is learning about outdoors and nature, why not go on a hike? Get them really inspired to see things. As a parent, this is where you do need to step up. You may not be sitting over them and telling them, do your math, two plus two, what is that equal? But you might be doing the inspiring by like our outdoor children. We have to go out. We have to go on a hike. We have to point out, oh, look at this bush. Oh my gosh, you see that bug? What kind of bug do you think that is? Boom, our outdoor kid, he is like so excited. He's like, trying to figure out what kind of bug he is, what colors, is he like, is he native to our area? What is going on? He's an invasive species. Right? Like that is inspiring. If there's other children that are really into 
um, honestly, social. My teenager loves to be social. Teach her how to party plan. She wants to have a party. She wants to have friends over. Teach them the proper etiquette. Teach them how to talk on the phone. Teach them how to write emails. You know, having that communication. There's always something that you can inspire and do with them to help them get that bug, help them get that enthusiasm to do their school. Action. So have action. Don't just have them sit. Books, it's wonderful. It's great. You need them. They have lots of great stories. What are some books that we've used? Do you want Uh to go to that now or is that another one? I, You know, honestly, like we'll get into curriculum and kind of things we wish we knew. That is a great podcast. We're going to be doing that right after this. So make sure you guys, if you haven't already, make sure you subscribe and follow us on this podcast because we're going to be going over things we wish we knew before we start homeschooling. Oh my gosh, there's a lot of a lot of bad things there. <laughs> um, so we're going to get more into that on another one, but let's finish up this action. Inspire, not require. Because after this, I think the next point is planning. Dun, dun, dun. This is where I bail out. I'm really good at the inspire. I'm really bad at the planning. So Rachel, take it away. Planning. You are the planification. Okay. Right now, as I sit, we're actually driving in the car, recording this for you, and I have my big planner on top of my my lap. (laughs) Okay, so as you transition, we've gone through debunking, setting some goals with your kids, um, taking action, thinking about what you can inspire them to do. But all in all, it does take some preparation for transitioning to homeschool. Now, not just buying your curriculum, um, but kind of setting out time in your day. I think that's really, really important is how you do your homeschool. Um, the transition to it, you might think, okay, we're going to get our kids up, get them dressed, eat them breakfast, send them out the door. And then you've got hours to yourself or hours to help your little ones to do your normal everyday life. And you may not be, you'll you'll probably think you're right now, like, what the crap am I supposed to do? These kids are going (laughs) to cover, like, they're going to follow me everywhere I go. They're going to, you know, like, what do we do? Um, this is where you do need to set time aside and make sure that you carve out time in your day to be with the kids Depending on their age, obviously younger ages are going to need more hands-on. A little bit older ages need more inspiration. And that's how you're going to set up your day. So a little bit about our day. Dad, do you want to tell them how our day kind of starts? Well, we get up. We get breakfast. We try to do it as a family as much as we can. That doesn't always work. Rachel likes to sleep. She does. Um, You're right here, and I'm talking about you in third person. (laughs) Um, But then we'll all get together, and we... We're religious, so we have a little scripture study where we all get together. But then right after that, we actually do a little planning session every Pow-wow. morning. And we say, all right, who has what that they need to get do, get done school-wise? Raquel will always say, I need to go to the library. Need, want, very different words, but she says <laughs> need all the time. Um, I need to go to the library and get this, 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 this. So-and-so, I need to do this. So-and-so, I need to do that. And then mom and I will divide up sometimes for the older kids. We'll have them help the younger kids with some of their subjects because we have that benefit. And that's helping them learn how to teach also. And that's just a requirement. Once you've learned, it's expected for you to teach. To If you know how to load the dishwasher, you need to teach your younger siblings how to load the dishwasher. If you need and this, this and that, is this is something that we talk about on raising responsible kids and self-starting kids. Yep. So um, if you haven't listened to that podcast, go back and listen to that one. Yep. Um, but you're right. So we do this big powwow planning meeting and it helps us. Sometimes we do a big meeting on Monday mornings um, or Sundays. And then, but each day we kind of just jot in, oh, okay, we're starting school at 830, 9 o'clock. We've already done all this. So how many hours are we thinking you need on this? A lot of kids will say, hey, mom, I need help on this project. Can you help me? 
hey, dad, I need you to help me plan because dad does a lot of different subjects than I cover. So dad, um, we both run our businesses and we both have time that we actually have to get other work done that the children are not involved in. Sometimes. Sometimes. And so we try to schedule that around schooling. But at certain times, dad makes himself available while Clay asks business questions because she's actually in, has a business herself. And that's one of her classes is how to better her business. And Raquel might come up to me and be like, how do I work on this science project? Things like that. So that's part of the planning. Half time out of your day, set aside a couple hours where you can be readily available. Maybe you're getting housework done. Maybe you're answering emails and you can go to and from. It's not something that um, is super pertinent. You're not on the phone call. But make sure that you have, in the beginning at least, for this transition, make sure you do have a little powwow every morning so that you can get the kids used to and get yourself used to saying, okay, today we need to be flexible. Again, tomorrow we need to be flexible. The next day we need to be flexible until you start figuring out your own routine. Because I can't yes. tell you how to do a routine. Actually, I hate routines. I love every day to be very different from the last. Uh, this is actually why we powwow, because Jace does not like to follow a rigid routine. I would prefer <laughs> a more strict routine. But we do a powwow because I need to know, this is honestly for my personal mental balance, I need to know what is expected in Jace's schedule. So if he's got meetings, I work around his meetings. If he's got phone calls, we know dad can't be bothered at these times. Or if I've got meetings, I can't be bothered at certain times. So we actually schedule each day personally because that's what works for our family. Your family might be great with a, maybe dad goes to work and mom is staying home. Or maybe mom goes to work and dad is staying home. Or maybe you're a single parent and you have to figure out that balance. Honestly, like, it will take a couple weeks. I like what Jace suggested there is doing your own powwow, figuring out a routine. And give yourself a couple weeks, even a month, to get the homeschool routine down. No one is expecting you to be perfect first week, first day, or even the entire year. No one's expecting that of you. So take time to figure out you and your family. Okay, I think that wraps up that point. Our last point, which we should have kind of, I think, interjected there, is starting your day off. This is the, one of the more key things for helping your kids be self-starters and getting you started is um, doing that one thing that starts your day, and that is making your bed. Dun, 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 dun. A long time ago, I read an article about a military man who said in the military, every day, you know, they would come in and you were required to be up and ready at a certain time right after the bell rings and you're in the barracks and you get up. What's the first thing you do before you even get dressed? You make your bed. And why is that? Because you've accomplished something now. You, you've accomplished at least one thing. The first thing of the day, you have one accomplishment. And whether you notice it consciously or not, you have accomplished something. That's and right. So and you feel you good. Go, yeah. You can go from small accomplishment to small accomplishment. I can't say that. You can go from small. <laughs> you can go from small accomplishment to small. Oh, my God. Let's try this one more time. You can go from small accomplishment to small accomplishment so that you can then continue on with your day, accomplishing all those things that you need to get done. That's right. And honestly, the great movers and shakers in the world didn't do it just out of the blue. They did little steps every single day to get what they needed done. So I motivate our kids and we say, okay, before you come up for breakfast, make your bed. And then at breakfast, we ask them, we have to follow up. You have to have that accountability. Did you make your bed? High five for everyone that made their bed. We're not going to punish them. We are not going to like do that stick mentality that we talked about earlier, we are trying to encourage them, making them feel good. 
So one of my children, one of our children that is a little bit less self-motivated than others, what we do is we ask him, hey, did you make your bed? Big high five. He made the bed. He's feeling good. We give him that positive reinforcement like, you're amazing. What is next on your list? Oh, well, I'm going to like do this and I'm going to start on my reading or start on my math or whatever. And that already makes them feel good. So you want to start your day off right, make your bed. All right. I think we kind of covered everything and how to transition to homeschool. If you guys have questions, I would love to hear it. This is going to be in a blog post on theohanaventure.com. So go over there, comment below, and we will be answering questions. Um, any questions you have with homeschool transitioning, we'll be replying to comments in there. So definitely go and check out um, the website so that we can communicate with you. And again, if you haven't already subscribed to this podcast, do it. Share it with your friends. And just make sure with this homeschooling thing, honestly, nobody's looking over your shoulder. Nobody's going to come at you. And a lot of people are so worried about ruining their kids and messing up their Honestly, let's be honest. Everyone's already ruined their kids. How much (laughs) do you actually remember from back then? It's for me, what I got out of school was the ability to learn. Hey, wait, I'm going to cut you off there, honey, because guess what? This is what we are talking about in things we wish we knew before we started homeschool. So that's going to be coming up real soon. Again, check it out. Please share with your friends. There's so many people out there that need to hear some of these things and these tips. If you know someone that's a first time homeschooler, share it with them. Because we'd love to help whoever we can, especially in this kind of crazy, awkward time. All right, you guys. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you guys.